the Green Bay Packers came out flat against the Detroit Lions. And then they wound up flat on their backs. The Detroit Lions absolutely manhandled the Green Bay Packers in a 34-20 manhandling, a demoralizing performance by this Green Bay Packers team. We're going to dig into all of it today on our live show. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day, especially on a day like today. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. For those of you watching live on YouTube, we are not starting our day. We are finishing our day with one of the least impressive performances by the Green Bay Packers in the Matt LaFleur era. They came out flat. They got out coached. They got out physicaled. They got dominated at the line of scrimmage. And yes, David Bakhtiari is out. And yes, Elton Jenkins is out. And no, I don't understand why Royce Newman continues to be the guy that they go to in these situations, especially after he was consistently bad in this football game. The plan to start offensively. I I got it for a drive. Get in shotgun, spread everyone out. This is how you had your success against the New Orleans Saints. And you're going to attack the secondary for the Chicago, or the Chicago Bears. You wish it was the Chicago Bears. The Detroit Lions. Because that's where their weakness is. They have injuries there. They're not playing with their normal guys. And so you attack them. You get Christian Watson back. Romeo Dobbs has taken that leap. Jaden Reed looks like a dude. You've got Dontavian Wicks in the mix there. And okay, I get it for a drive. And this felt at times a lot like what we saw from Atlanta when it was the Falcons doing everything we wanted to see the Packers do with LaFleur with Desmond Ritter. The Lions were doing with Jared Goff. Now, the Lions pass protected. They blocked up front. They opened lanes in the run game. So it's a little different, but screen passes, swing passes, checkdowns, packaged plays, double moves. It was a clinic by Ben Johnson, Jared Goff, and this Detroit Lions offense. Joe Barry had absolutely no shot in this game. And there have just been too many games where that's the case. This is not acceptable. This is this game was not on the youth. This this is very similar to what happened against Atlanta. 
This is not on the inexperience. This is not on Jordan Love and Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and Dontavian Wicks being young players, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson being young players. It wasn't about that. This was Matt LaFleur. This was Rich Bisaccia. This was Joe Barry. This was a defense that couldn't get off any blocks. That was getting punked at the line of scrimmage over and over and over. Have some heart. Have some dignity, man. This was an incredibly dispiriting performance by this Packers team that looked like they were ready to take off. Look at what is going on in Cleveland. Now, they go out and they got Dalvin Tomlinson. I get it. They got the Zadarius Smith. I get it. They added some pieces. But Jim Schwartz has that team playing fast, with confidence, with swagger, and they have been, look at the numbers, legitimately like 2,000 Ravens good through three weeks. They don't have better personnel than Green Bay. Now, this week, no Jair, no no Devondre Campbell. That hurts. Rashawn Gary's still not back to playing his full set of, uh, of reps, but that's also part of the problem. Like, I get it. Lucas Van Ness, not 100% healthy. Rashawn Gary, not 100% healthy. Justin Hollins and Kingsley Nigbari are just not as good as those guys. If they're healthy enough to play, they have to be healthy enough to play. Give them the reps. Give them the opportunities to go make impactful plays because it felt like every time Rashawn Gary's out there, he's doing something, and he and, and Quay Walker, will get to the Quay Walker snafu at the end, but they are, seem to be the only guys on the field who came out and showed up ready to play. And look, we talked about this coming out and starting slow. And I was like, you know what? Against the, the um, Saints, they come back. Against the Falcons, they come out third quarter. They come roaring out. Jordan Love in the third quarter has been awesome. These first halves... What is going on? And and that is, to some degree, a youth thing because you don't have that stabilizing force. Now, Aaron Rodgers used to be that stabilizing force. He could just go out and press the digitate. He could just go out and, and pull something out of the deep recesses of his rectum, make a play, and get you going. But this team, especially offensively, especially without David Bakhtiari, who we found out on on Thursday is going on the IR, is going to miss the rest of the season in all likelihood. They don't have that veteran guy. It's it you know it could be Aaron Jones, but he's also on a pitch count, so he's not able to come to be in that huddle down to down play to play. This this stuff can't happen. This can't happen. You can't come. You can't continue to come out. This flat. You can't continue to come out this soft, more importantly. That to me is my number one problem with what we saw in this game. This team got dominated at the line of scrimmage. Dominated. With all the investment that they made on the defensive front, Devontae Wyatt, first round pick, Kobe Wooden, Carl Brooks, who, who got a sack in this game. It, it didn't matter. Quay Walker was, was good in this game, but you lose Devondre Campbell. Investment there. 
And then offensively, this was supposed to be the strength of your team. They played well against the Saints last week, even with that makeshift offensive line. This is a worse defensive front. They got dominated. They got flat out dominated. And I, look, I understand because of the inflammatory connotations that this word can have. I don't like to use it. I really don't. But I don't know what other word to use in this case. This defense played soft. They played soft. Like you can't have 43 carries and give up 200 yards again. Three touchdowns, all of them in the low red zone, one of them on fourth down. When you actually, the penalty on Quay Walker, we'll get to that, but the penalty on Quay Walker actually set the Packers up to get a stop and, and have it be a 10-point game at the goal line. You have a chance. You have a chance to get a stop inside the two. And, and Quay Walker, you have two guys who meet David Montgomery in the hole, they get steamrolled. This Packers team came out with less juice than the Lions. They came out with less intensity than the Lions. They came out with less physicality than the Lions. And they played exponentially softer. It just, it just has to stop. And I, I have, I have come to the place where I just don't think it can. I'm, I'm done being okie doked by Joe Barry. It's, it's Jover. <laughs> it's just not going to happen with this defense, with this mindset, with everything that they're doing. And there's nowhere to go. No one that on the staff that you're going to give the keys to. So you just have to. You know, wait until you can get Jim Leonard or or hope the Jets fire Robert Sala or something like that because those are the only options. What's what's so frustrating about this game is we've talked about this young team that that doesn't know any better, and then they come out like this, and I don't know I don't know if they're feeling themselves or what, but this was. Coaching, special teams, offense, defense, terrible. And then this was where you've made investments. This was some of your veteran players. Darnell Savage misses a tackle on a, on a third down where you could have gotten a, a stop short of the sticks. Amon Ross St. Brown turns it into a, a first down on third down. Kenny Clark a couple times getting stood up at the line of scrimmage by Frank Ragnow. Preston Smith losing contain on a play. It, it just can't happen. And right now, for as cool as some of the stuff that Joe Barry is doing and for some of the adjustments that Joe Barry, or excuse me, that Matt LaFleur is doing and some of the stuff that Joe Barry is doing with the slanting and, and some of the stuff up front, this is not a well-coached football team right now. And until that changes, they're not going to play consistent football. That's just the reality of the situation. All right, more here on slow starts, on Jordan Love, on this offense, all of that coming up in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. Missing the syrup for your pancakes or just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can get what you want right when you want it. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash Grocery Delivery. You can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. 
I have two kids. I can't always just run to the grocery store, but I can pull up DoorDash, which I use all the time and just get that thing, that little thing that I need, just one or two things. Got to grab it. Got to have it. Want even more value? You can save on all your groceries and favorite restaurants with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with that Dash Pass, <laughs> Pass Rush, Dash Pass membership. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order of up to $20 value when you use code locked on NFL at checkout, limited time offer in terms apply. That's 50% off that $20, no minimum subtotal and delivery fees on that first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store, enter promo code locked on NFL. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying your tickets for your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show you the total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees and buy tickets in seconds with just a few taps. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. I, I don't know what is going on with this offense. It's like they want to play a way that doesn't make sense to me. Now, in, in week one, they came out and I thought they were way too conservative. Run, 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 triple option, BS. They they showed that look again. Just, just Matt, come here. Just, just you and I. Burn that play. It doesn't work. It's not going to work. They had the great call in the red zone. The The quarterback draw was, was a beautiful play. It was wonderfully executed. You don't have to get to that stuff. But I think they want to push the ball down the field a little too much early on, especially in the straight drop game. And so there's nothing easy. It's not some of the stuff we saw in the preseason, but I'm sort of asking them to take the gloves off. But you can go, and we saw it on the first drive in the second half. Boot, four yards, five yards. Just get a couple yards. It's okay. Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Luke Musgrave, Aaron Jones. This is a good enough group. You can matriculate the ball down the field. I love them continuing to push it. That's great. But it is just not working, whatever they're doing. And it's been a little bit, there's been, there's been tweaks every week. There's been different reasons every week, but it just hasn't worked yet. In the third quarter, they've made wonderful adjustments. It's like they need to take whatever the third quarter is, whatever the adjustments are, and have them ready to go. I don't I don't know how you fix that. I don't know if that's fixable. Like Jordan Love just looked like a different quarterback. In the first half, he looked dodgy. He looked unsure of himself. And he took, he had more sacks in the first half than he'd had on the season. So when you're when you've got someone in your face constantly, it's not going to give you a lot of confidence to make stick throws. But there were times in this game, even in the second half, you had Romeo Dobbs uh, on a corner route, just aimed it, just tried to baby it to him. He's wide open, just tried to baby it to him. 
tried to aim it. This is something in quarterbacking you hear all the time. Aim it, don't throw it. Or throw it, don't aim it. Sorry. <laughs> ah, That's what he's doing. He's aiming it, not throwing it. And I I just want to see, there's, there's that one little level left. I think he's playing with confidence, but he wants to be perfect. He wants to show, look at all the strides that I'm making. And it's leading him to try and make perfect throws rather than just going going on a play. If you miss a sh- if you miss a, a, a shot, you miss a shot. If you miss a throw, you miss a throw. But go out there and rip those things, baby. That's that's how it has to be. And then in the second half, it's just like okay, you want to you want a forty yard absolute dot to Jaden Reed on a go ball that shouldn't have counted. Sure. I can do that. You want me to rip this corner out? Sure. I can do that. Middle of the field in breaker off play action. Bang. Christian Watson. Let's go. Beautiful play design. Low red zone. The red zone offense has been spectacular this year. The kicking game. Anders Carlson has been spectacular this year. Like when they get in positions to score, they have schemed the crap out of the red zone. They've executed really well in the red zone. I don't love all the fade balls. Although Jaden Reed almost came down with that one. Jaden Reed is a guy. Like I, we're, I, I'm being I'm being negative because when you run the ball 12 times for 27 yards and you get punted the line of scrimmage all over the place, like I'm going to be negative. But like Romeo Dobbs looks really good. Nine for 95. Jaden Reed had the 44-yarder and a couple other big plays. Josiah DeGuara actually got in the mix. Without Luke Musgrave, you hope there's no long-lasting effects there. There's some stuff to be excited about on this offense. There are times when Jordan Love, in the third quarter especially, looked really good. Fourth quarter. You get the return from Keyshawn Nixon. Take a sack. And it's, uh, uh, like, inconsistency is part of what we expected here with this team. But when some of the stuff that we're seeing is so well-orchestrated and so well-schemed, I just don't understand why in the first half it looks so cumbersome. It looks so disjointed. And, And look, if you give up 34 points, like you're just at home, on a short week, you're just not going to win that many games. That's the reality of the situation. So, you know, but you have to also play complimentary football. Getting three in a situation where you pick off Jared Goff on the first first drive and you you go four plays, zero yards. I mean, this, this was the drive chart in the first half. Four plays, zero. Three plays, minus 11. Three plays, seven. One play, interception, now tipped, but still interception. Three plays, three yards. Five plays, 16 yards. Four plays, 17 yards. And they got into the red zone again in the second half. And the second interception was not really Jordan Love's fault. You have Romeo Dobbs, who was open. Jordan Love is throwing it to him, running a little curl, and Romeo Dobbs takes it upfield. Just the miscommunication. Those kinds of things I kind of expect. It's the first half when you can't do anything. You can't move the ball at all. 
that's the stuff that I just don't think we could have expected, we could have anticipated or thought would be a part of the deal with this team. If you're going to show the scheme, if you're going to have the prowess, Matt LaFleur, to scheme stuff up left and right in some of these low red zone situations and in key moments, fourth down, you get a completion, Jordan Love. Like, like I said, for half of this game, Jordan Love looked really good. And for the other half, he looked jumpy, bad, bad. Like, let's call it what it was. Offensive line can't block anybody. Coaching staff doesn't help out the, the bad offensive line or a quarterback that needs to settle in a little bit. Can't get anything going on the run game. I, I don't know why, if Aaron Jones is going to be active, why he doesn't get any touches in the first quarter of these games. Oh, it's all A.J. Dillon. We've seen A.J. Dillon play. Like, there's, there's just no there there. It's everything. It's everything. I mean, the first half was Chicago Bears-like. And that's just not what we come to expect from this Packers team and Matt LaFleur. It's just not. And we're seeing it in the second half. I think they can figure it out. I don't know if it's going to be this season. I don't know if it's going to be soon. They have the talent. They've shown the flashes. The consistency is just not there. And speaking of the consistency, let's talk about the special teams. We're going to do that in a second. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see who's Vinny picked this week on eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. Broncos running back Javante Williams has gotten a healthy 48 opportunities in the first three games, but so far he's managed only 180 scrimmage yards and zero touchdowns. Not great. Not great. And the team is on three. Expect the volume to finally convert into true fantasy production for Williams as Denver gets the wilting Bears defense in Chicago in week four. I didn't write this copy. It's in there. Wilting. Love that. The Bears have given up plenty of overall yardage and scoring juice to backs through three weeks, and Williams will be the latest to take advantage as a runner and an outlet receiver. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. Thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Every dayers, go check out what we're doing over at The Leap, theleap.football, and our subtext. Go check us out, our Locked on Packers subtext. All there so we can communicate directly and talk about what's going on over here. Speaking of what's going on over here. Rich Bisaccia was supposed to have fixed this. And now we're two weeks in a row where you've got major special teams problems. It's not just the Quay Walker issue. There's some hidden yards lost when 
you've got Keyshawn Nixon taking the ball out five yards deep every time and can't get to the 25. You're losing yards. Eric Eager was all over this, formerly a pre, uh, pro football focus, now of Sumer Sports. At one point, they had lost 42 yards of field position total because Keyshawn Nixon's trying to make a play. Look, I get it. Aaron Rodgers said, keep taking the ball out of the end zone. But if it's not working, it's not working. And that's on your coach to say. And, and finally, later in the game, he stopped doing it. But you'd already lost out some of that field position. Now, you know, when you're going three and out, it doesn't really matter. And it's hard for me to fault Keyshawn for wanting to try and give a little juice to his team. And then you get that play in the second half where you get the return. And, and that gives your team a little bit of late life. You know, the game is already in hand at that point. You get the field goal to make it 34 to 20. So you don't lose by 17, you lose by 14. But either way, you know, it's a problem. And then you have the Quay Walker situation. You have to know that rule. And if you're Rich Bisaccia and you're letting Quay Walker do that, and by the way, I'm fine. He's the kind of athlete that can do it. He almost pulled it off in terms of actually jumping over the center and, and getting into the lane of the kick. Works better on longer kicks because you have to start the trajectory a little lower. Like he was never really in a position to affect that kick, but you coach that. You work on it. So you have to know. You have to have Quay Walker coached to know. If you're going to jump, it can't be from three or four yards back. It has to be inside the legal distance from the line of scrimmage, which is a yard, which essentially makes it, don't do it. Like it used to be, was it Cam Chancellor and the Seahawks would just jump over, get and he'd get a running start, and they changed the rule. Can't do that anymore, which is dumb. I, I, I love seeing people try and do it. They say it was a safety issue. It wasn't a safety issue. That was just, it's just lame. That's coaching. So now we're talking about a three-level, multi-pronged coaching failure. Offense, slow start. What's going on? Defense, soft. Soft, soft, soft. And it's the approach and it's the players. You got to play better. Devontae Wyatt just does not look like a first-round pick. Now is not the time for I told you so. Is he still a second-year player? Had a really good week one. But he, he looks like the third best interior defensive lineman on this team right now. Carl Brooks clearly looks like a more impactful player. Colby Wooden has been a more impactful player in the aggregate because he's actually made plays each and every week so far through four games, whereas Devontae Wyatt had one good game, was never a run stopper, was never going to contribute to the Packers in that capacity, never understood that pick, didn't in real time. I got killed in real time for criticizing that pick. Still don't understand it. Now, I also criticized the Quay Walker pick, and he was really good in this game outside of the field goal. He was the only guy who, as Matt LaFleur would say, woke up with his piss hot. The only guy for whom that was true. If Rich Bisacci is not going to fix it, and Joe Barry is not going to fix it, and Matt LaFleur, like, there's still plenty for me to like about what Matt LaFleur is doing. The scheme is really cool. It's the slow starts. It's some of the early script stuff that I don't understand. But I'm I'm comfortable saying with some time, with some chemistry with these receivers and with a more healthy offensive line, 
I'm not worried about that. We've seen what this offense is capable of doing. They can score back-to-back touchdowns, three touchdowns in a row on drives. We've seen them do it. The run blocking has to be better. I don't know what to do there. You've got backups in there. I would I would give Sean Ryan a, sh- a shot at left guard. I don't know what they're waiting for there. But the special teams, like, it's just coaching an effort. That's all it is. It's just coaching an effort. An effort is often a result of coaching. That's it. So, Rich, what is it exactly you say it is you would do here? It's getting to be a problematic situation. And so you're getting an evaluation on a lot of these young players, and that's really good. Like Jaden Reed, dude. Jordan Love showing a lot of flashes. There's some inconsistencies. That's to be expected. Romeo Dobbs taking that leap. Samori Toure makes a nice play. Josiah DeGuara does some interesting things in the passing game. You give Tucker Craft an opportunity because Luke Musgrave gets hurt. And he, and he can go out there and do something. Quay Walker taking that step. Rudy Ford. Nice game overall, I thought. But here, here is just the kicker of all of it. Perfect way to end the game. Fourth and three. You've got four wide on one side of the field where they eventually throw the ball. You've got a corner over a receiver. You've got no one over the slot. You've got a safety 15 yards deep. You've got a blitzing Quay Walker. Frank Rag now calls it out ahead of time. They know Quay is coming. So they know he is not dropping to the flat to cover this route. No, it's Lucas Van Ness dropping off the line of scrimmage. There is no one there. It's an easy conversion. Game over. That can't happen. That's bad defense. That's a bad call. You're not giving your players a chance to succeed. These sorts of things, they do happen in that sometimes you just get outplayed. You just get out intensity. You get out physical. This this was more than that. It was a three-level coaching failure. It was a leadership failure because no one comes out with any juice. Now, they get punched in the mouth. Okay, cool. They come out in the second half, and they and they, they make a game of it. They make the Lions have to play in the second half, and that's good. That's nice. You know, I, against the Chargers, that was the last time I, I, I said I, th- I thought that this team looked like this for a half. They didn't really make any sort of adjustment in the second half. They just kind of kept playing, and they got their asses kicked. This team is not going to do that. But you can't be in that position to begin with. You just can't. All right, we're going to be back on Monday. A lot more to get to. Uh, Packers, plenty of chances to win games. Like the Lions are a good team. And I know on a short week, you expect to win this at home. But you've got a really banged up and frankly, not very good Raiders team on Monday night. You have the extra rest. I know you're going to Las Vegas. But, and then you have the bye. So you have a chance to be three and two heading into your bye. You've got the Broncos who look like an entire mess coming after that. And then you've got the Vikings coming to Lambeau in week eight with a chance for you to say, okay, we can actually be a team this season. That is interesting. This is your chance. This is your chance. There's plenty of games left. There's plenty of games left. And they, they have the talent to do it. I just, especially defensively, I, I just don't trust Joe Barry to figure it out.
So unless the players just start calling the defense, I don't know how it gets better. I really don't. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live like we are right now on our YouTube page, go subscribe so you can stay Locked on Packers.